Hey guys, welcome in. It's Jeffrey from Inside the Bird, and today we have Peyton, and we have a surprise guest, uh, better known as Prestige Gary, or uh, we'll call him by his first name, Pierce. So, say hi, Pierce. Hey. Uh, so, Pierce happens to be a D-backs fan, so this is going to be a little different than normal. Yeah, more variety today. Yeah. <laughs> um. So... We're winging this one. We don't have much of a script because you know same thing's been happening over a week. We had one and a half weeks without Cardinals baseball. So fifteen yeah. missed games now, or are projected to be fifteen. Fifteen? It's yeah. a pain. It's just such a pain because even though I'm a D back fan and our team sucks, at least we have to get to watch baseball. Yeah, so it's Cardinals so fans. painful. I don't know what to do. Oh my god. Yeah, it doesn't make it any better that the Blues <laughs> completely suck oh right now. Oh my god. So. I know. I don't know what's going on. But, yeah, uh, then we have problems with the front office. So. Yeah. I think uh, I think we should just uh, start off with talking about um, what, what would we do with roster reconstruction going on? We see all what the Marlins did. They basically just got a bunch of guys and made half of a baseball team out of it. It well, doesn't look like the Cardinals want to do that. Well, uh, so they're going to have what? Not, they're not going to have games this week, I'm guessing. Yeah, like, next weekend at the earliest. Yeah, they're going to have to have the series canceled this week. They're going to have to have at least two or three days to get back into things like uh, practices. Yeah. So I'm assuming it, that's like two weeks, maybe two and a half, depending on when their first game is. So I'm – I guess with how the virus works since it's going to be two weeks you're going to have players coming back sometime next week yeah i'm i'm assuming i'm kind of assuming they're coming back next weekend if all goes to plan i think they already canceled the pirates uh pirate series and i think they're going to kind of just get back into form this week but with yeah. newest additions of Ryan Helsley, Austin Dean, Lane Thomas and some other staff members this club just continues to get, you know, weaker and weaker. And as as we hate to say, I'm still afraid they're not going to play Dylan as we lose prestige for a second. Yeah, uh, so I, I have a problem with what the uh, ownership has been doing. Um, they, if they don't call up Carlson at this at this point, I I I can't really respect anything they're doing. <laughs> It's, yeah, they lost Dean and Thomas, and it, it'd be pretty obvious what they're doing, manipulating service time. If they don't start Carlson now, because oh, okay, all right, you're back, but because their whole goal is to give Lane Thomas playing time after like they get back into things. Mm-hmm. So if Lane Thomas was like right ahead of Carlson, shouldn't Carlson be up now? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you, we know who they're going to call. They're going to call up Justin Williams, and well, it's no matter what, yeah, it's too. Yeah. It is. It, it, they have to call up Dylan, and the, and they might do some something that they're going to end, end up having Edmund in the outfield, and I'm afraid that's going to happen. But at the end of the day, they oh I, gosh, I, because no. Paul DeYoung will be back by that series. Oh, oh my just, gosh, please so put me out of my misery. Please <laughs> put me out of my misery. Wasn't Ben Carlson in the Goldschmidt trade? Like, didn't we, didn't we trade him? <laughs> no. I don't know if we did. I, I heard something on Twitter when the D-Box trade away 
Goldschmidt and Carlson for like Kelly and a couple other guys. No, nah, they didn't trade. We we uh, drafted him in 2016. That's right. So. Dylan Dylan's a beast, but honestly, the D backs have some some good prospect outfielders. I'm I'm looking at Kristen Robertson and Corbin Carroll and Alec Thomas, and I'm I'm pretty jealous of the D back system in the outfield. You guys have any opinions on it? Peyton? Hello? Okay, can you hear me yeah, now? I can hear you. We okay. might have to cut that yeah, out a little I was, bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty high on Christian Walker. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know what's wrong with the D-backs now. For some reason. Okay. All You're right. fine. Oh, right. I think I think on it's... Three, two, one. We're coming cutting back in now. All right. So, I but, think I said the D-backs outfield. They have, like, Alec Thomas and Christian Robinson in our minor league system. They also have Corbin Carroll. I mean, that, when that trio, all the minorities getting called up, that's going to be a stud outfield right there. Yeah, I'm very jealous of the D-backs' future outfield. And I wish I wish they didn't sign Bob Gardner. Yeah, that Bob Gardner is so bad. Yeah. Please, so bad. <laughs> like, you guys could have saved money for Gallon. Gallon. I mean, Gallon's going to be so, in arbitration. So good. He's going to be in arbitration for like the next five, six years. There's no point in um, signing Bumgarner. There's yeah, no that point was... in re-signing Robbie Ray either. There's no point. If we re-sign Robbie Ray, I'm going to be pissed. There's no point. He sucks. And like, he's he, we can use him as a trade piece. A. B, he's just terrible. And C, like, we, we have a bunch of young pitchers too in the minor league system. Like, we don't really need Robbie Ray. We didn't need Bad Bum either. Like, I don't know why we signed him. <laughs> I'm almost. I'm kind of happy the Cardinals didn't trade for him now. I mean, last year they were kind of close to trading for him. I'm uh, so happy we didn't get Matt, yeah. Matthew Boyd or Robbie Ray. Oh my, oh God, my gosh, yeah. Matthew Boyd might be worse than Robbie Ray. Kind of Matthew Boyd's like Robbie Ray, except he's somehow worse and is like the ace of the fucking Tigers. I don't, I don't <laughs> get how he he's the ace. I'm looking at the NL West right now, and I'm just questioning everything I predicted. How oh, are oh, the Rockies in the first Rockies. place? Oh, okay, let's not insult the Rockies. They, so, well, I mean, the Rockies according to Andrew Spears, according to, according to Andrew Spears, they have a new hidden machine on the road. And it seems to be working for Charlie Blackman. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, they were they tied for the NLS division title in the regular season. True. They yeah, lost then, the... then they lost the um, wild card to a triple by R.T. Bradley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I but remember then, that. But then they didn't. No, no, no. The, they, they, they won the wild. Yeah. They beat the Cubs in the wild card game. Yeah. That, that was that was the year. Game. I'm saying like in 2017, they oh, lost yeah. to the D-backs in the wild yeah. card. So they do have a nice. And they're score. pitching. Their their pitching is so good. No, their right bullpen's now. terrible. Their bullpen's yeah. really bad. Their rotation's decent. Isn't isn't their bullpen like top ten right now? No, it's like top thirty and they're number thirty. Hold on. It's a, it's a small sample size. Like top 25, it's 25. They have Wade Davis before as a closer. My... Do you think that's good? <laughs> no. <laughs> before, my, before my computer dies, let me let me check up on this. Um, on this small sample. Scott Oberg's kind of underrated, though. Scott Oberg's yeah. actually decent. But he's the but, best The German Marquez is Herman so good. Marquez is amazing. Crazy. Oh, oh, Gallagher. And, and two okay. best pitchers in the NLS. I, I, can't, I, I, I can't wait until... Uh, 
Bueller, yeah. That, oh, yeah, wait, yeah. Marquez, no, Marquez. Well, well, so far off the well, Marquez. season, it's just a fat out right there. That was a fat out. No, Marquez has been the best. Marquez has been the best. Uh, Mar- Marquez, 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 might actually, Dude, Marquez might Kelly actually be the best player. in the world. Merrill Kelly is so good, and he's our big starter. Can we put Merrill yeah, Kelly I mean, over Mabon? Can we put like, Merrill Kelly or Zach Gallon in the one spot, please? <laughs> when I look at Merrill Kelly, I just think so much of Miles Michaelis. I mean, he's probably going to get a similar payday, isn't he? Yeah, but how's Michaelis actually salt? Like, he's decent. The Rockies had the ninth best bullpen. That's crazy oh. to me. I mean, I mean, it does help a lot that they DFA'd Based... Brian Shaw. That was huge for the um, bullpen. Where is it? It's it's like, worse a lot of bullpens suck. You actually have, like, a top 20 bullpen under number 20. <laughs> I mean, Our bullpen is so bad. I mean, the Cardinals <laughs> probably have the best bullpen off of the small sample size. Yeah, like, um, like, no. I mean, I mean, like roster wise, you, you think the Padres have a top five bullpen, but their bullpen besides Pomeranz has been statistically yeah, terrible. What, what's yeah. wrong with Yates? I mean, I'm gonna be honest, the Padres and Pagan, Pagan's been so it, it, bad. Pagan. It depends on how much how much were they used last year. I mean, Yates it shouldn't really matter because they had a long break. Yeah, and Yates is also 32, 33. I'm yeah. I'm kind of I'm. The Padres I mean, are Randy, not. I mean, the the Padres, no Randy Johnson. No, the Padres have like one of the best farm systems in the league. Yeah, but, but I'm saying the like Padres Rogers. are at where I expect them to be. All I have to say, all I have to say is the Dodgers are not going to have it as easy no, as they usually. No, not do. at all. I mean, at some but point the D-backs gonna are going to get hot too. I know. Yeah, we, our offense is there. It's just like we. I don't know. We have Mad Bum on the mound. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> He'll settle in, yeah, but it won't be. It won't be good. He'll settle in, but it won't be good. Why did we sign Mad Bum? He's, he's Zach, just Wheeler. Zach Wheeler would have been a good signing compared to Matt Bum. I mean, we didn't really need yeah. Zach Wheeler. We didn't really need a starting pitcher in general, but I would have much rather signed like Zach Wheeler, who's like younger, even though he got more money than Matt Bum. Wheeler would have been better because like, he's younger. He's like Cur- he's like five, six years younger, much better. Currently, the the Diamondbacks had the worst offense. Really? No, but we I mean, we scored fourteen runs in that yeah. one game. I mean, we scored. Like, they have a seventy-five. Uh, WRC plus. I know. Well, well, we kind of our offense has gotten better at least, but it was so bad at the beginning. It was like freaking bears in the hibernation. Just <laughs> and what's up with the Giants they, they... not being the worst team in the West? I know. What's up with the Giants being the worst team in the West? Yeah, we're six Every... and ten. We suck. If if yeah. I if you would if someone... oh Yas is so good. Yas is so good. Oh my yeah, God. Good. No, when I Solano oh. came out of nowhere, but yeah. the best. Underrated player in the league is Jacoby Jones on the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, I've had to, my dad talks crack. about him all the time. I have no idea. I I have to hear about him from my dad all the time. <laughs> really? Because he's he's from Detroit. Oh yeah. my god! If someone would have told me that uh, the Dodgers would not be leading the West at this point in the season, I would have for sure thought it was the D-backs. Hmm. Dodgers fans are kind of, you know, very. Right, they're overreacting. Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're end up like they're the... gonna end up winning that West. Yeah, they're gonna pull away. They're not even Bellinger doing they're not even doing that now. well, and they still have eleven. No, they like aren't they? They they're at eleven. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah 11 but they're not playing their best baseball. Bellinger's, yeah, they're not even playing. Bellinger sucks right now. And Mookie, Bellinger and Muncy suck. And Turner sucks right now. Betts is not going having a normal Betts here. Uh, they're gonna get there, and they don't actually. Betts is Betts is getting hot. He's getting hotter. Walker, I think he's been. Walker Bueller's had a rough start. Uh, I, I, well, actually, and I, you I, tried I to tell me that. you were trying to tell me he was better than Jack Flaherty. 
He is. Everyone tries to tell me he's better than Jackson. Okay, this is this is like a three game sample size, so true. I, I know. I'm just. It's kind of funny to me. Yeah, I, I say it. I say it every time too. We look at the every time he's the AL West, and is this any surprise to anyone? So that the A's no, no. I predict this. The AL West. This is not a surprise that the A's are like the only good team. Not at all. What did you guys think of? Did you guys think of Ramon Laureano charged the Astros? Oh yeah, today? dude, the yeah. Astros are such huge suspension. Pages. Yeah, huge suspension coming. Yeah, he's going to get the like, bench coach again. The Astros and Laureano's bench coach is the one that lured Laureano in. Yeah, I mean, stuff, he, so he, I think there's a suspension coming for both of them. If if Joe yeah. if Joe Kelly got like an eight game suspension, Laureano's going to get like a twelve. Yeah. I don't think Joe Kelly didn't get a suspension just for that, though. True. Yeah, he got a six-game suspension or like eight-game. But suspension. I, I expect I expect him, I expect an eight-game suspension with some Dodgers fans whining. Yeah. And Joe Kelly fans whining. He did good. No, Joe Kelly appealed it. He appealed it though, so he. he he's still playing right now. So. Yeah. Yeah, it was he got a successful appeal, so it turns out the suspension was overturned, and there's, there is no suspension. So for he threw a bullet. Okay, that's okay. So Texas the Rangers are actually the Rangers are actually in second place in the West right now. How with that offense? Yeah, what six and eight? When second place is six and eight, you know that your division is bad. I, the, I expected I expect the Astros to. I don't even think the Astros are going to make the playoffs. The, their bullpen, I don't think, is looking good. The yeah, Astros the don't have a rotation either. Than the Astros, you already know. No, <laughs> the, their their rotation is fine. The Tigers, McCullers is your best oh. pitcher. The Tigers, you have a rip yeah, off Robbie. That's Ray. not bad. Their A's have a better record than the Astros. The, 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 McCullers isn't bad. Or gear, I can't pronounce his name. Rickardy. I, I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah. No, I'd much rather have Urquidy over Robbie Ray. I'll tell you it's that. Not bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, I thought Rob, it's not bad. I heard from all D-backs fans that Robbie Ray was supposed to have this crazy good year because he changed his motion. Yeah, because of his wind-up. Yeah. His wind-up. He's so overrated. Because missing the Cardinals is like missing jo- another year of Jack Flaherty. Really yeah. Good. Wow, that's – don't get me depressed right. now. Jack Flaherty is like one of my, my favorite pitchers. It's not in my saw on the Diamondbacks. He's insane. There's a lot of negative Flaherty. stuff going on with the Cardinals Jack right now, Flaherty, man. Like, like I hate Flaherty. John Heyman right now. All right, let's address yeah, I, I this. Let's address this. John Heyman is a clown. He's so annoying, and he's, he always, when he takes he sees one rumor and he thinks it's true, and then makes it like a true story. It's so bad. Exactly. So you want to explain the casino thing? Who? Which one? John Heineman. Uh, I can. I can't. I got it. So, some guy named like, was it Jerry Harrison? Yeah, former player. Yeah, he came. Yeah, former former Dodgers player came out and said Cardinals went to the uh, casino, um, and then some rando and the reply said their friend saw Carlos Martinez at the casino. And false. yep, it was false. Um, but it came out later that Carlos Martinez got. Uh, COVID, COVID, my bad. Um, and then uh, it was released. The next day was it seven seven players? Seven players. Yeah. No seven. Se- no se- yeah, seven players, six staff members got the virus. 
and we had games canceled for feels like eternity. Yeah, and this bad. rumor was proven false by Derek Gould in the Zoom meeting with Musayak. And um, some people still refuse to listen to it or read the article. That's on them. They can be small-minded in their delusional world. But, yeah. but things have... John Hayman also doubled down on this, saying their hurdles weren't social distancing. Despite every team in the league, um, so not social distancing, uh, dugout, and the Cardinals also apparently following protocol. Anyways, and the virus is highly contagious. So, so like it's not that hard to get fifty thousand people a day are getting it because people in this country don't want it to die down. But, I know it's stupid. People, some people in this country are just stupid. Yeah, it's especially here in Arizona. You don't. There's so many stupid people here. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and and like people, it's also like, just because you get it doesn't mean you're careless. You can get it because another careless person walks by you, or you can get it because a careful person doesn't know they have it, and they somehow transmit it. It's it's really not hard to get. It's a terrible disease or a virus. but it's just people. Some people just hate the Cardinals. Yeah, and circling in on this, it's just it's just I, I, a shame. I've, I've had like some respect for the Cardinals. I remember one of the, like the first players like, I ever loved watching was Jim Edmonds on the Cardinals. And he's like probably my favorite. Even though the Cardinals have had a lot of legends, a lot of legends better than Jim Edmonds. Basically, Jim Edmonds always been my favorite Cardinals player of all time. I remember like seeing, seeing him. He's one of the first baseball players like I ever saw like play, and like I loved watching him. Him like John put him in the hall. Yeah, put him yeah, in the put, Hall of Fame. Put freaking Jim Evans in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> like, put him, he should be like on the first ballot or second ballot or something. Like, I don't know why he hasn't, isn't in the Hall Hunter, of Fame. It's so underrated. He's, he's one what of the best saying? fielders like I've ever seen. And it's like one, it was like an amazing hitter. Uh, and, and he has the numbers for it, too. I know. It's, I, don't, I don't know why he's saying. He'll get, he'll get, in. get in. He'll get in. Scott will better get in this Cubs, year. Just Cubs fans are just so some some Cubs fans are just so stupid as well. And I, I don't want to turn this into like a Cubs fans yeah. bad podcast because you know, a, a lot of them are good. Bad Cubs fans but I I had and I I involved with one. Me and this one Cubs yeah. fan so. got into I it. Cubs fans is a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, it's just fans of opposing of rival teams can be an illusion because they don't like another team. And they will believe false rumors that are put out by bad reporters. Yep. And they won't want to change their opinion because of the narrative. Now, not all Cubs fans are bad. I'm not saying this. Uh, I'm in trouble trouble if I actually think that. Like the Hayward thing on Twitter. Like whatever his name is, Hayward Stan or whatever. He's he's like a really good Cubs fan. Yeah, I agree. I think it's It's just... There's a lot of bad ones. Like one, one salty ass Cubs fan from the PlayStation party did a squeaker, and he it was so bad. <laughs> All right, it was really bad. It turns out that Cubs fan wasn't even from Chicago, <laughs> so and he was like twelve or some shit. So I'm like, yeah. When you started watching baseball, the Cubs probably won the World Series 2016. So you're probably a bandwagon. <laughs> All right, <laughs> so let me circle back into this. Super pissed with uh with something that we want to talk about. Tanking for Kumar Rocker. 
No, we're not doing that. And the D-backs... Stop talking about Cubs fans. I want this to be like an hour-long discussion. The D-backs might be be in on this, too. No, we're not taking. We're not The Cardinals aren't taking. I'm just saying. Uh, No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of the Cardinals having a bad team for a week and the season getting canceled after... Actually, no, I don't hope for another outbreak. It's inevitable. So after, if there's another outbreak, it's probably like a week after the Cardinals uh, start playing. Cardinals play with the minor league team, and we just so happen to be in a bad position. I I wouldn't wouldn't mind taking that high draft pick. Exactly. Yeah. That's the same as the D-backs. Yeah, the D-backs have just purposely sucked. Like, you know, the Gunners is football. You know, like, they have the Indianapolis Colts who purposely tanked for – maybe they purposely tanked for Peyton Manning in the 90s, and they purposely tanked for Andrew Luck in, like, the 2000s. This wouldn't so, – yeah, this, like, this wouldn't be – just purposely tanked for, like, the first or second or third overall pick or something. This this wouldn't really be a terrible year to tank him. The Pirates, no, the Pirates I think already have a worse record than the Cardinals, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah what? Games. So, they're pl- well, they, they, they're three and they play. They're three and so bad. <laughs> I know. I saw. They're already getting. They can't. They're getting Kumar Rock. I don't think they can win a game. I think they got blown. Remember that like back and forth game they had with the Tigers, and the Tigers just freaking blew them out. In yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now this this wouldn't this would probably be the best year to tank. You keep your players healthy, like your star players. They can opt out. Because yeah. what what's like, is it really worth it playing? With, yeah, without a bubble, is my question. And you can really, t- it's really not a bad thing to purposely lose, or to to be worse than you actually are this year. Because yeah. six, 60 games with like, uh, like the a NBA pandemic. Bubble. I know the yeah. NBA has a bubble, and the Suns. I think. I think we're. I think they might be, but they're still like undefeated. We're like the last undefeated team in the bubble. They're five and zero. Yeah. Yeah. My my, my, my spur. My spur are getting the top ten pick this year because of that. Yeah. Thank. Thank you, Suns. Hey, they're gonna get. Tank. But Suns that we're gonna suck in the bubble, but they're five and zero. Yeah, they're, they're not they're making the playoffs. Every single other team no. in the bubble. <laughs> no, 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 they're they're making the playoffs. There's a playing game soon. The Suns, they're, but they're yeah. No, they, the Trailblazers they, are going to make the eighth seed. No, there's a playing game. Oh yeah, sure. Trailblazers are. But technically, it count it counts it counts with the playing game. Look at the Coyotes. It, look at the Coyotes in the NHL. They won their first playoff series since 2012. The bubble. The and, bubble. Yeah, we're that bad. <laughs> the bubble causes. One crazy stuff. There's a hockey team in Phoenix in the first place, but I mean, we're good now. But we're playing Colorado. We're probably gonna get our asses kicked. So I mean, you guys are dead. Well, I mean, we have like the best goalie in the league, and like a decent. We have we have like the, one of the probably the most well, arguably the most balanced team in the league, and the, and the Avalanche are just too good. <laughs> At least you're not playing the Las Vegas Gold Diggers. Oh God, I hate, I call them the Gold Diggers because I fucking hate the Golden Knights. Because <laughs> there's so many bandwagon fans in Arizona, it's, it's extremely harsh. I know there's also gold diggers in Las Vegas, since like all the golden knights, the gold digger. <laughs> I know it's kind of harsh, but I mean, wait, back on top, back on topic. Have no farm system. But let's go back to. Hold on, yeah. 
Are we talking? Yeah, back on that topic. Complete, yeah. Back on topic. <laughs> let's talk one. about the NL East. <laughs> the two teams that are going to come out of the NL East are going to be Atlanta and Miami. And how crazy is that? Wait, the NL East. Um, it's the Mets are the Mets. They, as I as I said, no, that division isn't even. Good. There, no division is good right now. Uh, oh. Outside of the NL West. Diaz is Diaz is great. No, DS like, sucks. DS sucks. He's well, like, there's I, I think it's an uh ad an issue with Diaz. I don't know what it is because his numbers are his numbers are good, particularly. It's just yeah. I. It's probably something mechanical, but um, I think the Mar the Marlins have to like fall off at some point, right? They will. Yeah, they will. I mean the Marlins have one of the best Marley systems in the league, but their major league team right now is not good. <laughs> like Jesus Aguilar is currently their. Best hitter. I mean, he is raking. Yeah, he is. You know how the Marlins players went to the strip club, whatever it was called. Imagine Jesus Aguilar pulling up to the strip club. But the oh, the Phillies' offense is raking. Yeah, the Phillies just don't have pitching. Like Bryce Harper, pitching besides Zach Wheeler has been terrible. I'm saying besides no, Zach it's, Wheeler, it's, I don't even know how Hector Neris got a save. He's like one of the worst closers I've ever seen. <laughs> it's kind of expected though, because they're well, they were an average team last year, but it still evens out to be average because their pitching is suspect. Yeah. But um, let's Zach see the Wheeler Braves. Really good, but all the other pitchers in their rotation suck. I mean, uh, Ivan Nova's. Nova, no, Nola's decent. But... Nola, yeah. I don't know why I mix that up. No, I'm gonna edit that out. Um, but um, let's see the Braves. I think we've we've seen some overperforming for game today. Wait, who did? Acuna did. He finally did something for the Braves. Yeah, he's he's been getting he he's looked good the past week. I've been keeping track of that. But um, the Braves are good. We had some. The Braves are good. Oh. Well, we've had some overperforming from from a certain um, a certain man named Donsby Swanson. Oh, true, true. Um, and everyone calling him. I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to offend. I don't want to offend anyone. Hey, we got Nick Ahmed. We got Nick Ahmed from the when we traded up to the um, Braves. So I mean, Nick Ahmed's better. So I mean, I don't care. <laughs> I can talk about the Shelby Miller trade all I want. Like, look, Shelby Miller is so bad. Like, he honestly doesn't even deserve to be on the team. It's like you know how big game James. Oh no 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 Shelby Miller slander. Yeah, no Shelby Miller slander. Big game James finally retired because he realized he sucked. Shelby Miller never realized he sucked, even though he did. Oh, <laughs> we don't we don't we we don't slander Shelby Miller. Why? He was amazing. He, he's a Cardinals legend. Yeah. It's Cardinals legend. Like the man got 27 straight outs. One year, I forgot. And for the Braves for one year, I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, he, he had that one hitter. I, I remember this. He had this. that one hitter. That, that was an amazing. Basically. Wasn't it like a single? It was a was it, leadoff was single. Was it against the Pirates? It was, yeah. It was a leadoff single by Eric yeah, Young Jr. Jeez. Yeah, he led. Oh. 
<laughs> Some hey, back on the rocket. One person we can slander though. All we want is AJ Pollock. Fuck that man. Hey, biggest snake. Just because he left doesn't mean he went on the free. I don't remember. So after he got signed with the Dodgers, he went on the freaking diss the Diamondbacks players and literally like was like fuck you, big, did a big fuck you to all of them. Like, don't Dodgers fans? Don't Dodgers fans dislike him? And, no, no, well yeah they do, but now AJ Pollock's doing like. Okay, he's doing decent now. A lot of Dodgers fans are in love with him and saying he's underrated. I'm like, what do you mean? He's he's sucked. He's just decent. <laughs> he's not even that good. He's he's terrible. He can't catch a ball now. Now he can't even catch a ball, and like he like is not even a he's like an eh hitter. But I remember that one time where um Archie Riley struck out or like he struck out um AJ Pollock once and was like fuck you bitch fuck you motherfucker or something like that like Archie Riley was like you know it got super pissed at him and I'm I was glad I was I was like saying fuck you fuck him up Archie <laughs> I remember that I was watching that I'm like Archie go fuck him up <laughs> I hate AJ Pollock I'm sorry I'm sorry I just slandered him like that I, I can I can tell him. yeah I can tell I can tell I can who's like I the can... biggest snake in Cardinals history. Oh, um, God. I mean, Hayward doesn't count. Hayward doesn't Played count. Played here for one year. You know what um, one hit me kind of hard that probably didn't hit people hard? was Carlos Beltran leaving. I mean, he was old. Played here for yeah. Years, so. He was great. He was great. The biggest but, like, snake? Did anyone diss the Cardinals after they left or something? No, not really. Hayward, Hayward, Hayward did. Or it felt oh, like a diss. It felt, it felt like a diss, but Azuna did. Azuna loved St. Louis. Did he? Yeah, it's, they just didn't want to send him back. The thing is, a lot of players yeah. love playing in like, St. Louis. Like, there's like J.D. Martinez. John D. Baxter half-season completely dominated and went to the Red Sox. He, he just he, he just didn't want to sign him back because he couldn't field. And the DA huh. and the thing isn't a thing in the NL. Well, now it is, but it wasn't like in 2015, 2016. It's also yeah, they couldn't. I remember J.D. Martinez, though. He was so they can't good. afford anyone. He was so good, but the DA, the D box owner is a cheap piece of a cheap, a cheap skate, a cheap person. I mean, not as cheap as the Pirates or anything, but he is cheap. Our bullpen is like 30th every year. And B, yeah, they were, they were kind of pushing. was demanding a lot of money. And C, JD doesn't field, and this is the and this and the D box are an NL team, so there's no DH. <laughs> he did spend a lot of money though on Zach Grinky. I can't see. I, I for some reason I can't remember that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But biggest snake. All right. Um. Wouldn't be Rowan. Couldn't be. Um. Loved full host. That the full host one hurt. It's just like it wasn't a snake. It wasn't move. a snake man. Yeah, it wasn't. It, it just it just hurt everyone. Cardinals player who was like a snake on like left your team and was like fuck you all Cardinals or whatever when he said like that's like what AJ Paul was like did. Yeah, that doesn't. I, mean, that doesn't I don't happen. think I don't think anyone. Did. I don't think anyone's left St. Louis like that. Also, like AJ like, Pollock is also loved by the people of Arizona because he destroyed the Dodgers like every time, and then he like every well, it was, like, everyone's the biggest, all it was the biggest kicking the balls of all time. Everyone's all St. Louis is boring until they actually come here. Yeah, they love it. So, every player I've loves. Heard, I've never been to St. Louis, but I know I've and I know I've I've know people that have been there. Like my dad is a colleague. With, my dad's colleague from work's like best friends with Jim Edmonds, and he like lived like in like my dad's. And that works like my dad works in a couple places, but places but like one of my for dad's friend is like from St. Louis too. And like he says, St. Louis is like a really cool place. It's really it's, like underappreciated. Like I mean, 
The problem with St. Louis is like they don't have enough stuff going on downtown. Yeah, so yeah. other cities. I mean, they're trying like it with Phoenix, some of the new Phoenix stuff. Is like nothing. Phoenix is like St. Louis, but you make it like to a hundred plus degrees every summer. Like, yeah, even less active. That's uh, I would not. I would hate that. <laughs> you have Phoenix. <laughs> You know what's the underrated but, city I mean, if that if you're ever gonna travel to Phoenix, only travel here in the winter or like spring because anytime but is it like over 100 is it like is it like fifty degrees in the winter? Yeah, like sixty or fifty. <laughs> that's that's not winter. That's that's spring. It's like, fall no, actually. No, it's like six. It's like fifty degrees here in like winter. Sixty degrees here in winter. Like seventy or eighty in like seventy to ninety in spring. And then it's like one, early summer. One fifteen in summer. And then it's it's terrible. Like, it's like a hundred in the start of fall, and it goes down to like eighty by the end of fall. That's terrible. It's bad. <laughs> like if I ever uh, went to Alaska, I would have to wear like fifty freaking layers of clothing or some shit because I'm in use. I've been living in this dry heat for like sixteen years. I find an igloo. Like, I'd build myself an igloo and live there. But Alaska ever had like a professional sports team, it would be kind of weird. Because <laughs> like I don't know, like, I mean Hawaii, like Wait, a, a, what division would they be in? They'd be in the West. West. Yeah, but we have to either drive through Canada or like fly to freaking Alaska. I think. Mean, Actually, they added like, like a sports. What if Canada they added a sports team to drive through? But, like any fucking all the time, but. Uh okay. Sports team in Alaska. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what they would do. <laughs> I think we've run out of topics to discuss about. Gotten a lot of off, like off topic. So, but I, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. Thank you for Steve Gray right. for joining. Yep, thank you again. Thank you. Um, this thank is you this is this has been Inside the Bird with Peyton, Jeffrey, and Pierce. We miss you, Anthony, dearly. Um, and for thank you for listening. Anthony. Yep. Rest in peace, prayers. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time we record. All right. All right. See ya. Bye. Bye. What's up, guys? Welcome to Inside the Bird. This is Anthony. I'm here with Jeffrey and Peyton. And we're here to break down the first week back. Yeah, let's Cardinals go, boys. First time in a while. This Very exciting. Has some good news. Team looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, first question of the night. Let's go with your initial reaction from the week back. What are you guys liking? What are you guys not so much liking? Um, Let's go, Jeffrey. So, first. what I love, uh, first thing off the bat, I love the fact that we got baseball back. So many games. We had like nine games in seven days. Ridiculous amount. But um, have to say, the bats are not quite there. That's something that I think all of us should know coming into the season that we just don't quite have the lineup. And I, but I did like how they played in, against Cincinnati. The offense is still somewhat frustrating, but once we get the young back, get um, Carlson going, I think this lineup has a chance to, to be an average to a slightly above average offensive team. But I think my biggest takeaway is how deep the Cardinals are pitching wise is so, so, so good. You got a guy that's not even one of your top prospects in hope. Uh, Johan Oviedo. Well, I know he is like number 12 or something, but he's not even your top five pros- prospect, and he was able to come up and look nasty. Um, Jake Woodford looked good this week. You saw it's more time with Henesis Cabrera. 
than I thought would be expected. I, just the pitching looks really good in my opinion. Um, so I, I have some different views about the offense and Jeffrey, I think. So the, the offense has kind of been uh, average since coming back. It's, it's actually been better than the outbreak than before the outbreak happened. And that's kind of been encouraging um, as much as I hate using X Loba because it's like, it's a flawed stat. They're up to 329 now and that's 15th in the league. Wow. And that's kind of impressive. And we didn't even have De Young back until today. Um, hard hit percentage is up to 33.1%. That's still bottom of the league, but they're trending up. Um, barrel percentage is about 6.9% as a team, and that's trending up still. It was like 3.6% last week. Um, the lineup itself seems deeper, and the less holes in it. I think once Carlson – I think he's going to get going now. He's out of his head. Um, once he gets going and once Dion gets in rhythm, I think we can see the offense start to take off. And Goldtrain, oh, my God. He's a, I, yeah. I love Goldtrain right now. It's an on-base percentage god. It's what, like five, 500 right now? Uh, his on-base percentage? It was at some point today. Like 480-something. But we look like we have vintage Goldtrain. Um, pitching wise, uh, the depth is so deep. Yeah. We st- oh, we're maintaining yeah. a top ten rotation and bullpen. Um, OEA to look good in sh- against Chicago. What frustrates me is that we blew the games in Chicago. We could have won three games or four against Chicago, possibly, but she'll kind of blew it. And and one against Cincinnati. Yeah, well, yeah, could have won that one. Yeah, and the one against the White Sox. <laughs> All except one have been very winnable, and we've been playing with the Memphis Red Birds. So you know, <laughs> this team looks quite good. It's, it's exciting line lineup, and uh, well, not exciting. It's well, Goldschmidt's leading the league in on base percentage, so. And this yeah. is all happening with Neil having his first ever slump, and he's not just striking out. It, it's a weird slump. Him and Carlson's slumps were weird. Yeah, like they're not striking out at a high percentage. It's their contact. It's it's they're making they're either making weak contact or popping up or hitting the ball hard and getting it caught. So we, we kind of talked about Carlson. We saw a lot of kind of like fluctuating with the lineup and the pitching staff. What kind of other players besides Carlson, of course, with the big home run today, getting out of the slump? What other players excited? Harrison Bader. Uh, as we yeah. God, Harrison. All, all over Twitter. Apologies. Harrison, Harrison Bader MVP season has started, by the way. No, he's just looking good this whole <laughs> week until we trade for Arenado next, next Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm taking no more, no more Aaron on it. We're keeping Bader. Bader can hit at a if he if he's actually made an adjustment, it's, becomes it's, like a near average hitter. I will say today. I mean, the Reds lineup or the Reds pitching staff. No, 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 no. No, don't lie to yourself. I, I think no, he, made, he made he made some adjustments. That, I will his, say his stands is better. I watched a couple of bats today, and the way he just took, I saw him take a slider. 
and then t- drove one that was in the zone, which is something I've never seen him do before. I've never seen him he, take a slider oh, like that. Yes. He took the slider, and then I think maybe it was a pitch later or two pitches later, he, he, they hung a slider, and he drove it. And I've never seen him hit a hanging slider before. And no, no, that was the bottom of the zone slider. The one that he hit for a home I think, run? I think that was at the knees. Something yeah, more four, than a wide feet. Yeah. Still, it, it was impressive to see him doing a little bit different. And maybe this causes him to get more fastballs, which will be interesting because he doesn't have a good fastball approach either. But, hey. Did you notice he – he changed his batting stance. Yeah, they were talking about that. I mean, he's making adjustments. That's all you gotta ask. So I, I think if he's hitting at a near average weight rate or just slightly below average, uh, we keep him and don't trade yeah. him because he's a very valuable player. I think I think if that continues to happen, Tyler O'Neill starts to look like the guy out of the line. Yeah, or for right now with Carlson, they've been willing to bench players. Yeah, like Fowler, and but so my biggest think, question is what's going on with Lane Thomas when he comes back. That was going to be my question. Um, How are they going to do that? I'm guessing they they're not they're not benching her because he's uh, supposed to be playing every day. Um, it's going to be whoever's hot. It's or it's going to be weird because this will yeah, this might end up getting this is going to get Edmund less at bats. Which I, I personally like. But no, no, the doubleheaders kind of help them. Yeah, true. Because they, they're going to have they're gonna have an actual reason to bench. Yeah. Like Bader. I will so say Bader's, Bader's weekend is the only reason Austin Dean's not coming back. This is the only reason Dean's not coming back at this point. I'm, this was – that was August Bader from last year. Yeah. And he's also – not he's taking walks at a great rate anyway too. This four game series against their or no the last two days has been real improvements and I I'm excited to see what we get out of Bader. Yep, me Definitely. too. And that defensive play, One thing I'm that say. defensive play he made, I don't think most center fielders get to that ball. Yeah, I heard a lot I, like, of people complaining on that on Twitter, and then I saw it, and I'm like. I don't know if he I would dropped, say that's the, the frustrating easy. part is that he got there and dropped it. But I don't yeah. think most I don't think most players get to that ball. It's kind of like the Javier Baez effect or Javier Baez effect where you look at maybe a couple of his numbers and you're like, "Well, he's not that great defensively." Or you see him make a couple errors, but it's just because he has the range that no one else has that he can make to those yeah. even get close to those plays. Yeah, that's why errors are kind of overrated. Good. I mean, Exactly. They shouldn't be valued. Should have. I think he would have said he should have made the play because he's that. I think he got too much shit for it, though. Yeah, it's Harrison Bader, though. I don't care. (laughs) Um. So the way Schultz been managing, kind of like the bullpen and this rotation, and just the lineups in general, it's been tough, of course, with COVID and everything. would you guys change anything? Uh, obviously, you said that you lost a couple games with that, but how do you play it with the situation that's at hand and, like, the talent that you have right now? Um, I, I get frustrated. Well, you're – so, in the couple games that he's blown, you're frustrated in the moment that he's bringing in a guy like Tyler Webb. But to be honest, 
outside of, out, there's not a lot of guys in these this bullpen right now that you can trust like for real trust outside of and, and I get Webb is kind of just a, a loogie but there's not a lot of guys you can trust in this bullpen right now you got a ton of guys straight from Memphis and Springfield so while it is frustrating to see him put in guys like Tyler Webb and maybe even Andrew Miller in some spots that I would not put Miller in or keep him in we have to remember that we don't have all of our reinforcements in the bullpen right now. So we're not at full strength. So I understand why he's doing them. It just is hard to watch because you just, you can see it. You can just see it happening with Webb. Um, I say line of construction. I've loved how he does, how he's handled it. Love how he is not batted Yachty so high. And that's something I'm really surprised by him. The fact that he's batting Yachty in between the eighth and sixth spot. Um, I will say the one thing in the lineup construction I'm not happy about is where he's batting uh, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is not a four-hole hitter. He's not someone you should be hitting cleanup. He's not that type of hitter. He was maybe a couple of years ago. He's not now. It's the only reason Goldie is walking so much and not getting chances to drive the ball. And it's kind of hurting the offense, in my opinion. While the offense, like Peyton pointed out, has actually been average-ish good. Um, I think Carpenter is <laughs> just looking at some of the bats Carpenter took this weekend against Cincinnati, and I realized he had two hits today. They just have not been anything impressive to me. And I, the Grand Slam, awesome, great. That's also going against Alec Mills, who is horrible. But I, I just, I don't like, I don't like where he's putting Carpenter. It's, I don't know, I don't like it. The lineup construction is in. So fantastic. I haven't yeah. seen anything like this since, oh, Tony LaRusso. Rip. Um, but I love what he's – I love batting Brad Miller at the two spot today. That was absolutely yeah. beautiful. Carpenter kind of needs to move down. I mean – That's the only complaint. Yeah, once DeYoung gets going, you put DeYoung four. Once Carlson gets going, you put him – five or six, depending on where you want to put O'Neal. Or you put him too. But you need to move Carpenter down somehow. Because I he can't hit a breaking ball to save his life. I, I wish he could bounce back. If he takes enough walks, he get some value some more value there. But if he can't hit a breaking ball, which is all he's seeing, it's not really much you can do. Um what was the other question again? Oh, um, do you like what he's doing with the bull? Well, how do you feel about oh, like the bullpen? bullpen? I mean, it seemed like it seemed like he's blown some games or he's been like a batter too late. The thing is, you can't really use use Gant or Gallegos every day. You can't burn them out like that. You have nine more double headers left. You can complain all you want. I complain some. The unfortunate reality is you can't burn out your best relievers. Sad, but true. But to, to, today he was um, he was good. His decisions were perfect of what he did. Yeah. And yesterday, I love the lineup today. Yep. So uh, uh, this kind of might be a little bit off topic, but trade deadline's coming up. Um, any moves you guys think that Cardinals need to make, or it's kind of hard to tell right now with 
not a full lineup back. But, um, um, you go for. You're talking about Arenado. No, not Arenado. You go for a starter or a reliever. I think you go for someone. Uh, I think you go for someone that can play third base and hit left-handed pitching. I I don't know if the Angels are willing to give up Bundy. I know they're selling at this point. They have to. I don't think they would. I I don't. I think he's too important I, to the future club. I know. I I don't. I don't. It's just something I've thought about. I mean, I don't, possibly I just want Johnny to... Cueto, but sure, that's going to be way no, too expensive. No, please, no, please, please, no, I Johnny Cueto. <laughs> he, I, he's about. Five I mean, years. I mean, he's. Still I, I wouldn't be surprised no, if if we see the the Rangers maybe try to move Lynn Lance Lynn. That could be an interesting. Please, no. Bring him that back. Would, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, or if the D backs start to really struggle, <laughs> Merrill Kelly would be a name to think about. As long as it's not Ray. Robbie Ray. I mean, they're going to try yeah. and get, trade him. I think Martin Perez is a guy who could potentially be on the move. Who, is it? who else is the Giants? Oh, no. I don't see the Giants. The Giants selling. don't really have that much to sell outside of Also, Cueto. the Giants are in a playoff position. And yeah. I, I think their front office is going to be dumb. Danny Duffy um, will be a guy on the move. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I would want... So you guys don't think they need a big bat right now? It's too hard to find a, a bat that we need. Like the yeah. the only they hit, real position we could be looking at offensively would be a third baseman that hits lefties. And there's Carpenter. Exactly. Well, no, you have Brad. Mil- well, Brad Miller. Brad Miller's is already hitting righties. Your third baseman right now. Yeah, I don't know. And that's kind of a streak. I think trading for a third baseman is kind of weird right now. I. The best thing, all they have to do is be an average hitting team to be a really good team. Yeah. That's how good they're I mean, uh, would pitching you, and defense. Do you guys is. think about Donovan Solano maybe being your third base right now? Hitting against Lakers? I don't, I don't see the Giants trading anyone at this point. I mean, Kyle Seeger. Let's put it this way if Kyle Seeger is available, are you taking it for this year and next how year? How expensive? How expensive? We're, okay, so we say Kyle yeah, Seeger for Austin Dean. And um, because it it'll be a salary dump, so it'd be Austin Dean and maybe Seth Elledge for Kyle Seager. Are you taking that deal? Look, you have to get more. I mean, what? you got like you would you got you, you would have to get more. I mean, for that, what do we have to like? They, they aren't gonna just to? give them to us for Austin Dean and Seth Elledge. You're gonna need like a top fifteen to ten to fifteen prospect. Like in your system. For Kyle Seeger, who's owed like uh I'm not quite sure how much money he's owed. I think it's over fifteen though. Fifteen million. I can check. Yeah. I'll check. But Kyle Seeger is also really good. Yeah. I, I, would you trade okay, would you I'll put it this way. Would you trade Jake Woodford for him? Yeah. On hell run down Woodford. Or Woodford for him. I would, I would yeah. do it. I mean, oh my god! Yeah. Wait, let me check his defensive numbers. I mean, offensively, he's having a nice season, and I think he could really help this lineup. And I think he, he's a free oh. agent after next year. Yeah, he already has negative five defensive runs saved this year. Really? Wow. So he's been bad defensively. I mean, I don't have outs above average, but if you're negative five already, that's kind of he was. 
good defensively last year, bad in 2018, great in 2017. I mean, I mean, because the thing is, he will be on the move. He's going to get traded. I think like a four, team like the Cardinals could. 14.29 million for until 2021. Yeah, so he'd be making that next year. And Cardinals would probably only have to pay him like a million or two million for September if they traded for him. And does Carpenter have a club option? Uh, after the end of the year? Or next year? Because I really can't see them paying, I mean, trading for another left-handed. But he's hitting. got reverse splits. That's that's the thing about Kyle Seager. It's true, but the way, I think most organizations haven't caught up to that at this point. Um, yeah. I would give up Woodford for him. I... I, I think I would too. Him or Rondon, and I think I think the Mariners would happily take that deal, especially if the Cardinals would be like we're paying the whole contract. Because at the end of the day, I don't. I think the Cardinals are going to be losing some or losing some money off the payroll this off season, uh, with yeah. Cecil off the books and Miller. potentially Miller off the books. Which I that'll be amazing if they get Miller off the books. But yeah, and Yadier Molina won't be making twenty million yeah. next year. Yeah, there's there's no, there's zero way, there's zero way if the bullpen is shown to be as deep as it is at the keep Miller. There's zero yeah. way. I mean, they're either gonna tr- like even if he does get the vesting option, I, I bet you they would sh- either say de- try to DFA train him for a low level. Exactly, because yeah. some team out there is gonna want Miller. I would say some bad team that wants like yeah. a low risk, high reward. But I'm pretty confident Miller won't be a Cardinal next year. And she is like, gonna be mad. What? All right, next. I'm gonna, if he is, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah. So I think our ideal trade would have to be Kyle Seager because the starting pitching is too weak. I think on the market. Yeah, I would. I mean, I'm not looking for like a great starter. I would like a number two or three starter. Two. Or Number two is great. I mean, you're looking at Dylan Bundy or Merrill Kelly, really, at this point. Yeah, Bundy's gonna be would be expensive. Exactly. I don't know if they're. I don't even know if they're willing to trade him. That's just a thought I've had. Yeah. We'll see. It's gonna be kind of weird. What other topics do you guys want to talk about? Um, We could talk about Carlson. I think we should Um, probably talk about Carlson. Because we oh, got yeah. Dylan Carlson fan on here. It's only right. We got, yeah. We topic. So, uh, Peyton keeps saying that it's just the start. He needs a rest. He got his rest. He got his home run. Um, what do you think about this start from Carlson? Who wants to start? Like this week. Like, no, no, no. Who wants like, to yeah, start? Week, like... Should I start? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he started off really well. I think he got what? Three barrels in his first three games. It's really impressive. Um, he's hitting, yeah, yeah. He's crushing the ball. Um, and then the double headers came, and I think he ran into kind of a wall. So we saw a stretch where he was chasing balls out of his zone. They're they're pitching him like a superstar. I don't understand. They're yeah. not pitching him like a prospect. He's not seeing any fastballs. So it could be something mechanical. It could. Like the scouting report, 
or they just know he's a great hitter and he's going to have to adjust. Once he adjusts, I, I think he had a slider today. That was a home run he crushed. So I think once he adjusts, we can see him going to tear. But um, it wasn't the what he had, like the struggles weren't much to worry about. You, you weren't expecting them to be about Mike Trout or anything um, or a superstar to come off the bat. Uh, oh, you were? Okay. No, <laughs> no, 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 not, not crazy. Oh. But he's only 21. He played eight games in six days. That's a lot, like, especially for someone who's just starting. So there are people overreacting. And I would just say, don't do that, and you'll see something soon. Like yeah. Today. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I would say with you can go on. Jeffrey. Oh, the one thing I'd say is like, uh, the minor leagues is a whole different ball game than the majors. I mean, p- pitchers in the minor leagues are going to attack him. They're not going to have as many art pitching arsenals as the majors. And I think, like, once he adjusted, I think he kind of is starting to adjust. Um, he's going to be a lot more of a dangerous hitter. So, so um, something me and Peyton were talking about earlier before the before the show, um, if you look at his home run today, the fact he was able – the ball – he was early on the pitch and he got out in front of it. And he was able to keep his hands uh, – keep his hands and the bat like just on the ball and barrel it out in front was amazing. It just the way he was a pure hitter, the way he was able to barrel the bat or barrel the ball, my bad. Um, it was impressive. And that's the kind of stuff that we're going to see out of Dylan. You know, he's not going to always just going to get a fastball right down the middle or up and in to just hit a home run for it. He's got to be able to adjust. And I think today was a big adjustment from what he's seeing. He saw a lot of breaking pitches this week, and, and the fact that his first home run was on a breaking pitch, to me, shows signs of improvement already. And um, he, I saw I saw in the Chicago series, at some point, pitchers started attacking him with change-ups outside of just breaking balls because he was starting to hit the ball really well against breaking balls. He started throwing him change-ups. And um, that seems like the biggest issue is just how he's going to improve and, and hit change-ups because um, that seems to be his biggest struggle. But I think he's going to adjust. He'll be fine. I just I, mean, I can't wait to see pitchers start throwing fastballs, because that, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And in the past six years, no rookie – no, only one rookie has seen less fastballs than he has by percentage. And there's been no rookie that's seen more change-ups by percentage than him. That's it's crazy. Truly, yeah, that's truly incredible. I don't understand why he's being pitched like oh, – I can't understand – but it's just incredible how they're pitching him. It's it might be a cardinal thing because the Cardinals the Cardinals don't see fastballs often, but you usually see prospects fed with fastballs. Like please pitch him like a prospect. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I, I wonder what other how other teams view Carlson. I, I what do you think? How do you think they think of him? They obviously think he's dangerous. I mean, I don't know. I feel like more teams are real, starting to realize that these rookies can, yeah. can rake. I mean, yeah. Tatis. God. 
they've they've seen Cardinals rookies, and they've seen Cardinals rookies perform well. I think seeing them have a top prospect scares them more. They also know he's a great hitter. Um, let me see something. I'm checking which prospects are getting the most pitches in the zone. They're tagging him in his zone for a rookie. It's just the pitches he's getting. Yeah. Tons and tons of sliders. I, I haven't seen a lot of curveballs be thrown at him. I've seen tons of sliders the, in and changeups down. And fastballs the, on yeah. the inner half. They're pitching him on the corners. Yeah. Especially like uh, inside corner. In, uh, yeah, both inside corners. It's crazy. Like fastballs in. That's the only time he gets a fastball. Nothing out. I mean, they're, they're pitching, I, I think I, they're pitching him in the right way, but. I, yeah. He's going to adjust. <laughs> it's, it's like a sophomore year thing. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, except they tried to skip the freshman uh, breakout. Yeah, I we're gonna see something different. Gonna talk about O'Neill now or Bader? That's sure. uh, okay. Um, okay, Tyler O'Neill hasn't been striking out a lot. That's even in his slump. It's positive. Yep, and when he does strike out, it's not a lot of outside of the zone stuff. I mean, I know this is eye test, and I don't like doing that. But since I don't have the numbers in front of me, from what I remember, most of the, his strikeouts right now are either the umps making bad calls as usual, like right out to the zone, or he's taking pitches. I mean, he's only striking out 18.5% of the time. That was 20.3. It's in today. But that's not something we've seen before. And his walk percentage coming into the day was 9.3%. So that's really impressive for someone who we saw strike out like 35% of the time. I like it. Yeah, I've, what I've seen out of O'Neal is him being like too patient. Like, I feel like he's in his head where he's like, I want to get deep into account so badly that he's not being as aggressive as like I would want him to be. And I think that'll come at some point where he'll he'll just start recognizing when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive. But I feel like he's so focused right now on being a pure hitter and being more of like an on-base guy and then just letting his natural power do do its work. And, I mean, he does have three home runs. and I mean, the majority of his hits have been, I think, extra base hits. But I think, I think he has, out of all the outfielders, the most power potential, and that's no question, but – I would love to see him just start being more aggressive, more aggressive, but still recognizing the breaking balls and um, not to be chasing. But I think that'll throw to come. He's also getting his swing weird. Yeah, yes. His swing percentage is down eight percent this year. Yeah, he's just not as aggressive as we've seen in the past. But that that is showing improvement, whether we like it or not. I think he's being more selective. I don't know if that's for the better or the worse, though. Because if he's he's being selective in terms of going for fastballs, 
that's a terrible strategy because that's not how he's that's not what he's gonna get. He's gonna get a bunch of breaking balls. Yeah. If he's being selective in terms of what pitches like where he swings at, that's good. I think that's what he's doing. I don't even know if he has to be selective because he has so much power that he could hit any pitch in the zone for a home run. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he really could. So He's I also sh- what gone, gone. I'm I'm just thinking like I understand why he probably wants to be a little bit more patient, but he doesn't really need to be to be a good hitter. And I don't a know. powerful hitter. Because I I like this slump he's having more than yeah. The no, that's true. Oh for four, yeah. Three strikeouts. Oh for four with four strikeouts. Yeah. Something weird I'm seeing. He's struggling. He's struggling against lefties. Uh, is a negative hitter against lefties. That's weird. So I wonder when uh, when Thomas gets back if he starts getting the plate appearances against left-handed hitters. Um, I would assume he does because you don't want Fowler doing that. And I think Fowler kind of sl- slots into more of a DH role now. Honestly. Well, no, no, against lefties. You just well, have Thomas D.H. Because O'Neal's a great fielder. I think he, he's the second best people. Well, he's been an, an amazing fielder this yeah. year. We have great options. That's we really do. I'm glad that the decision is difficult. Instead of an easy take bitter out. Exactly. All right. You guys wanna... one, one last thing I think we should talk about. Fernando Tatis. Face, face, oh, yeah. face uh, of baseball. No doubt. Favorite player in baseball right now. There's no one... God, he's so fun to watch. It's amazing. I love it that... The Rangers yeah. were complaining after they. I think they the beat Rangers, the Orioles. The Rangers 30, suck, 30. and they deserve to lose seven straight after doing that. I'm actually very happy yeah. they lost. I think they also like a while ago. I was I was high on the Rangers this year. Actually, the offense sucks though. Their offense is. Their offense, their offense is, is actually worse than the Cardinals. How's Joey Gallo doing? Chicken. He's doing good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Trade for him a couple <laughs> years. Be a free agent as long as Joey Gallo is doing well. I wonder what kind of money he'll get. It's gonna be uh, well, because it's gonna be like Zach Wheeler, where like they haven't done a ton of performance, but you know they have the potential to. What do you mean by that? Like, Zach Wheeler got a ton of money because he had the pitch repertoire and he had this pure stuff and he had the tools to become like a legit number two, like he's getting paid or. Number one. And he I, was a number two. Yeah. I think he had one off year. But like yeah. Joe, like what I'm the saying best. is like they're gonna get more money for not their past uh, past performance, but their future performance, which we don't really see a lot. Oh of. yeah, yeah, that's true. Wish some players could get paid earlier. Yeah, wish we could get flame. I if they don't give Flaherty some real money this offseason, I'm God. I'll be upset. Yeah. He's gonna continue to get better. 
it's going to be exciting. Yeah. It kind of sucks because with all the doubleheaders now, we won't be able to see as many Flaherty starts as maybe we would have had. But, yep. you know. Speaking of that, Flaherty lives tomorrow. Can't wait. That'll be interesting. I wonder how far they'll what, – what kind of pitch count they'll look at for him. I'd say we'll around see. 80. 80? Yeah. I think – I think what if he's five, six innings for me innings. would look pretty good. It depends on his first two innings, I'd say. If it's high stress first two innings, which I hope it's not because it's Kansas City. Yeah. I'd say five five innings at most. I'm very they happy. They might stretch him out seven. Yeah. I'm very happy they're going to be facing Kansas City tomorrow because Kansas City lineup, um, it's it's definitely a struggling one. Well, I can't wait. And then we get the we, we get, get to the face Pirates? the Indians. We don't we, no. Nah. Oh yeah, we get the Pirates. A double header, a double header Thursday against the Pirates. Then yeah. we'll get the Indians, and then we'll then we'll go to Cincinnati. Oh, that's, I like I, the schedule now. The schedule is set up where our hardest part of the schedule will legit just be uh, early Beginning September. And so end of August and early September, which is perfect because the last like two weeks is just should be a lot of wins. But I think the Cardinals are set up very nicely to be, be a second uh, second place team, maybe even first place, depending on how much Chicago will struggle, because it's going to be kind of hard to gain three games. In, uh, it's two and a half, isn't it? It's two and a half, two and a half. I think. It's two and a half? Okay. It might be two and a half right now. It's three games. Oh, that's it. I mean – so it's not bad, but I, I just I'll, I'll wonder how Chicago because when we played against Chicago, they did not look impressive at all. They didn't look like a first place team. Their offense sucks. Now. Their offense is not good. Their pitching outside of Darvish and Hendricks is complete meh. And, and they're, Darv- they're Darvish really... is starting to regress too. Oh, no, no, I mean Hendricks. Not Darvish. Hendricks is. No, Darvish has been. Darvish yeah, is Darvish having is... a very good year. He's probably winning the Cy Young. Oh, what did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? You said it. You said it. Whatever. I know. No, I did. No, actually, no. I'll take that back. Trevor Bowers in the Zion. He's having a crazy. That was the future Cardinal. If if Cincinnati has a rough week, do you? Th- I, they they better trade Bauer. They better trade Bauer if they have a bad week, because they could get a nice return. They really could. But they're gonna be dumb. And I think I think we should point out to every all the listeners. Me and Peyton told you. We told you so. We told you the Reds were overrated. We told you so. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. I said, you, I said they were going to win the division. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But it's I just like take the central. All right. The Reds suck. <laughs> it hurts, but next time. No, next they're going to be tanking. Are you? Red legs. The Reds are going to just get worse next year. They won't have balance. Yep. Okay. Next five years. When is Gray up? Gray's a free agent after next season. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Luis Castillo does not look that great right now. I don't know. Did he not fix his walk rate? I don't know. I don't think so. He's getting smacked around. (sighs) Uh, Ready ready to wrap it up? Yep. Thanks, boys, for coming. And, and female uh, and women. Other boys. I'm not trying to be sexy. Thank you. Vader MVP, by the way.
Dylan rookie of the year. Yep. Yep, I agree. Carlson. Um, and who's Cy Young? Dakota. Oh, wait, 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 before we go, before we go, before we go, can we talk about Dakota? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even upset. Dakota Hudson's been solid since the uh, first start. And I'm liking this. I like this Dakota Hudson. I do too. He's striking out more hitters. Yep. Limiting contact. I mean, the White Sox start. It's going to hit hard, but it's the White Sox. Yeah. And it's mostly ground balls. Okay, now we can go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Thank you. This has been Inside the Bird. See y'all. Bye. See y'all. What's up, guys? Welcome to Inside the Bird. This is Anthony. I'm here with Jeffrey and Peyton. And we're here to break down the first week back. Yeah, let's go, boys. First time in a while. This Very exciting. Has some good news. Team looks yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so, first question of the night. Let's go with your initial reaction from the week back. What are you guys liking? What are you guys not so much liking? Um, let's go, Jeffrey. So, first. what I love, uh, first thing off the bat, I love the fact that we got baseball back. So many games. We had like nine games in seven days. Ridiculous amount. But I um, have to say the bats are not quite there. It's something that I think all of us should know coming into the season that we just don't quite have the lineup. And I, But I did like how they played in, against Cincinnati. The offense is still somewhat frustrating. But once we get the young back, get um, Carlson going, I think this lineup has a chance to, to be an average to a slightly above average offensive team. But – I think my biggest takeaway is how deep the Cardinals are pitching-wise is so, so, so good. You got a guy that's not even one of your top prospects in uh, Johan Oviedo. Well, I know he is, like, number 12 or something, but he's not even your top five prospect, and he was able to come up and look nasty. Um, Jake Woodford looked good this week. You saw more time with Genesis Cabrera than I thought would be expected. Just the pitching looks really good in my opinion. Um, so I, I have some different views about the offense and Jeffrey, I think. So the, the offense has kind of been, uh, average since coming back. It's, it's actually been better than the outbreak than before the outbreak happened. And that's kind of been encouraging. Um, as much as I hate using X Loba, cause it's like, it's a flawed stat. They're up to 329 now and that's 15th in the league. Wow. And that's kind of impressive. And we didn't even have DeYoung back until today. Um, hard hit percentage is up to 33.1%. That's still bottom of the league, but they're trending up. Um, barrel percentage is about 6.9% as a team, and that's trending up still. It was like 3.6% last week. Um, the lineup itself seems deeper, and the less holes in it, I think once Carlson – I think he's going to get going now. He's out of his head. Um, once he gets going and once DeYoung gets in rhythm, I think we can see the offense start to take off. And Goldtrain, oh, my God. He's a, I, yeah. I love Goldtrain <laughs> right now. It's an on-base percentage god. It's what, like five, 500 right now? Uh, his own base percentage? It was at some point today. Like 480-something. But we look like 
we have vintage Goldschmidt. Um, pitching wise, uh, the depth is so deep. Yeah. He's oh, maintaining yeah. a top ten rotation and bullpen. Um, OEA to look good against Chicago. What frustrates me is that we blew the games in Chicago. We could have won three games or four against Chicago, possibly. But she'll kind of blew it. And and one against Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, yeah. We could have won that one. Yeah. And the one against the White Sox. <laughs> All the except one have been very winnable, and we've been playing with the Memphis Red Birds. So you know, <laughs> this team looks quite good. It's exciting line lineup in uh well not exciting. It's well Goldschmidt's leading the league in on base percentage, so Yeah. This yeah. is all happening with Neil having his first ever slump. And he's not just striking out. It it's a weird slump. Him and Carlson's slumps were weird. Yeah, like they're not striking out at a high percentage. It's their contact. It's it's they're making they're either making weak contact or popping up or hitting the ball hard and getting it caught. So we, we kinda talked about Carlson. We saw a lot of kind of like fluctuating with the lineup and the pitching staff. What kind of other players besides Carlson, of course, with the big home run today, getting out of the slump? What other players excited? Harrison Bader. Uh, as we yeah. God Harrison. all over Twitter. Apologies. Harrison. Harrison Bader MVP season has started, by the way. No, he's just looking good this whole week till we trade for Arenado next next Saturday. No, 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 no. I'm taking no more no more Arenado. We're keeping Bader. If Bader can hit at a if he if he's actually made an adjustment, it's, becomes it's, like a near average hitter. I will say today. I mean the Reds lineup or the Reds pitching staff. No, 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 no. No, no, don't lie to yourself. I, I think no, he, made, he, made, he made some adjustments. That, I will his, say – His stance is better. I watched a couple of bats today, and the way he just took – I saw him take a slider and then t- drove one that was in the zone, which is something I've never seen him do before. I've never seen him he, take a slider oh, like that. Yes. He took the slider, and then I think maybe it was a pitch later or two pitches later, he, he they hung a slider, and he drove it. And I've never seen him hit a hanging slider before. And no, no, that was the bottom of the zone slider. The one that he hit for a home I think, run? I think that was at the knees. Something yeah, more four, than a wide nine feet. Yeah. Still, it, it was impressive to see him doing a little bit different. And maybe this causes him to get more fastballs, which will be interesting because he does not have a good fastball approach either. But, hey. Did you notice he, he changed his batting stance? Yeah, they were talking about that. I mean, he's making adjustments. That's all you got to ask. So, I, I think if he's hitting at a – near average weight rate or just slightly below average, uh, we keep him and don't trade yeah. him because he's a very valuable player. I think I think if that continues to happen, Tyler O'Neill starts to look like the guy out of the line yeah, or, for right now. With Carlson, they've been willing to bench players. Yeah. Like Fowler. And but so my I biggest think, question is what's going on with Lane Thomas when he comes back. Yeah, that was gonna be my question. Um uh, how are they going to do that? I'm guessing they they're not they're not benching her because he's supposed to be playing every day. Um, it's going to be whoever's hot. It's it's going to be weird because 
this will yeah, this might end up getting this is gonna get Edmund less at bats, which I uh, I personally like. But no, no, the doubleheaders kind of help them. Yeah, true. Because they they're gonna have they're gonna have a natural reason to bench. Yeah, like Bader. I will so, say, Bader's Bader's weekend is the only reason Austin Dean's not coming back. This is the only reason Dean's not coming back at this point. I'm. This was that was August Bader from last year. Yeah. And he's also not. He's taking walks at a great rate anyway, too. This four game series against their or no, the last two days has been real improvements, and I, I'm excited to see what we get out of Bader. Yep, me Definitely. too. And that defensive play, One thing I'm that say. defensive play he made. I don't think most center fielders get to that ball. Yeah, I heard a I, lot like, of people complaining on that on Twitter, and then I saw it, and I'm like. I don't know if he I would dropped, say that's the, the frustrating part is that he got there and dropped it. But I don't yeah. think most I don't think most players get to that ball. It's kind of like the Javier Baez effect or Javier Baez effect where you look at maybe a couple of his numbers and you're like, "Well, he's not that great defensively." Or you see him make a couple errors, but it's just because he has the range that no one else has that he can make to those yeah. even get close to those plays. Yeah, and that's why errors are kind of overrated. I mean, Exactly. They shouldn't be valued. Should have. I think he would have said he should have made the play because he's that. I think he got too much shit for it, though. Yeah, it's Harrison Bader, though. I don't care. (laughs) Um. So the way Schultz been managing, kind of like the bullpen and this rotation, and just the lineups in general, it's been tough, of course, with COVID and everything. would you guys change anything? Uh, obviously, you said that you lost a couple games with that, but how do you play it with the situation that's at hand and, like, the talent that you have right now? Um, I, I get frustrated. Well, you're so in the couple games that he's blown, you're frustrated in the moment that he's bringing in a guy like Tyler Webb. But to be honest, outside, out, there's not a lot of guys in these, this bullpen right now that you can trust, like, for real trust outside of, and, and I get Webb is kind of just a, a loogie, but there's not a lot of guys you can trust in this bullpen right now. you got a ton of guys straight from Memphis and Springfield. So while it is frustrating to see him put in guys like Tyler Webb and maybe even Andrew Miller in some spots that I would not put Miller in or keep him in, we have to remember that we don't have all of our reinforcements in the bullpen right now. So we're not at full strength. So I understand why he's doing them. It just is hard to watch because you just you can see it, you can just see it happening with Webb. Um, I say line of construction. I've loved how he does how he's handled it. Love how he has not batted Yachty so high, and that's something I'm really surprised by. Him, the fact that he's batting Yachty in between the eighth and sixth spot. Um, I will say the one thing in the lineup construction I'm not happy about is where he's batting uh, Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is not a four-hole hitter. He's not someone you should be hitting cleanup. He's not that type of hitter. He was maybe a couple of years ago. He's not now. It's the only reason Goldie is walking so much and not getting chances to drive the ball. And it's kind of hurting the offense, in my opinion. While the offense, like Peyton pointed out, has actually been average-ish good, um, I think Carpenter is <laughs> – just looking at some of the bats Carpenter took this weekend against Cincinnati, and I realized he had two hits today. 
they just have not been anything impressive to me. And I, the Grand Slam, awesome, great. That's also going against Alec Mills, who is horrible. But I, I just, I don't like, I don't like where he's putting Carpenter. It's, I don't know, I don't like it. The lineup construction has been so fantastic. I haven't it, seen anything like this since, oh, Tony Larusa, rip. Um, but I love what he's. I love batting Brad Miller at the two spot today. That was absolutely yeah. beautiful. Carpenter kind of needs to move down. I mean, that's the only complaint. Yeah, once DeYoung gets going, you put DeYoung four. Once Carlson gets going, you put him five or six, depending on where you want to put O'Neal. Or you put him two. But you need to move Carpenter down somehow. Because I... He can't hit a breaking ball to save his life. I, I wish he could bounce back. If he takes enough walks, he get some value, some more value there. But if he can't hit a breaking ball, which is all he's seeing, it's not really much you can do. Um, yeah. what was the other question again? Oh, um, do you like what he's doing with the ball? Well, how do you feel about oh like, the bullpen? I mean, it seemed like it seemed like he's blown some games, or he's been like a batter too late. The thing is, you can't really use use Gant or Gallegos every day. You can't burn them out like that. You have nine more double headers left. You can complain all you want. I complain some, but the unfortunate reality is you can't burn out your best relievers. Sad, but true. But to, to, today he was. Um, he was good. His decisions were perfect of what he did. Yeah. And yesterday. I love the lineup today. Yep. So, uh, uh, this kind of might be a little bit off topic, but trade deadline's coming up. Um, any moves you guys think that Cardinals need to make? Or yeah. It's kind of hard to tell right now with not a full lineup back. But, uh, um. You go for. You're talking about Aaron. No, not Aaron. Otto. You go for a starter or a reliever. I think you go for someone. Uh, I think you go for someone that can play third base and hit left-handed pitching. I I don't know if the Angels are willing to give up Bundy. I know they're selling at this point. They have to. I don't think they would. I I don't. I think he's too important I, to the future club. I know. I I don't. I don't. It's just something I've thought about. I mean, I possibly I just want... Johnny Cueto, but that's going to be way too no, expensive. Please, no. Please, please, no. Not Johnny Cueto. <laughs> he, he's about five. I mean, I, mean he's still... I, I wouldn't be surprised no, if, if we see the, the Rangers maybe try to move Lynn, Lance Lynn. That could be interesting. Please, Bring him that back. Would, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, or if the D-backs start to really struggle, <laughs> Merrill Kelly would be a name you could think about. As long as it's not Ray. Robbie Ray. I mean, they're going to try yeah. to get, trade him. I think Martin Perez is a guy who could potentially be on the move. Who is it? Who else is a giant? Oh, no. I don't see the Giants. The Giants selling. don't really have that much to sell outside of Also, Cueto. the Giants are in a playoff position. And yeah. I, I think the front office is going to be dumb. Danny Duffy um, will be a guy on the move. Maybe. I mean, yeah, I would want... So you guys don't think they need a big bat right now? It's Not too hard to find a, a bat that we need. Like the yeah. the only real hit... 
position we could be looking at offensively would be a third baseman that hits lefties. And there's Carpenter. Exactly. Well, no, you have Brad. Mil- well, Brad Miller. Brad Miller is already hitting righties. Your third baseman right now. Yeah, I don't know. And I think, kind of a I think trading for a third baseman is kind of weird right now. I the best thing, all they have to do is be an average hitting team to be a really good team. Yeah, that's how good they're. I mean, uh, would pitching you, and defense. Do you guys is. think about Donovan Solano maybe being your third base right now, hitting against? Lakers? I don't. I don't see the Giants trading anyone at this point. I mean, in Kyle Seager. Kyle, let's put it this way: if Kyle Seager is available, are you taking it? For this year, next year. How expensive? How expensive? We're okay. So we're saying Kyle yeah, Seeger for Austin Dean, and um, because it it'll be a salary dump. So it'd be Austin Dean and maybe Seth Elledge for Kyle Seeger. Are you taking that deal? Look, you have to get more. I mean, what? you got to like you would. You got to. You would have to get more. I mean, for that. What do we have to? Like, they they aren't going to just. Give them to us for Austin Dean and Seth Elledge. You're gonna need like a top fifteen to ten to fifteen prospect, like in your system. For Kyle Seager, who's owed like, uh, I'm not quite sure how much money he's owed. I think it's over fifteen though, fifteen million. I can check. Yeah, I'll check. But Kyle Seager is also really good. Yeah. Would you trade? Okay, would you? I'll put it this way: Would you trade Jake Woodford for him? Yeah. On hell, run I love down Woodford. Or Woodford for him? Yeah. I would. I would yeah. do it. I mean, oh my god. Yeah. Wait, let me check his defensive numbers. I mean, offensively, he's having a nice season, and I think he could really help this lineup. And I think he he's a free oh. agent after next year. Yeah, he already has negative five defensive runs saved this year. Really. Wow. So he's been bad defensively? I mean, I don't have outs above average, but if you're negative five already, that's kind of – he was good defensively last year, bad in 2018, great in 2017. I mean – I mean, because the thing is, he will be on the – he's going to get traded. I think like, four, it's like the Cardinals could – 14.29 million – for until 2021. Yeah, so he'd be making that next year, and Cardinals would probably only have to pay him like a million or two million for September if they traded for him. And does Carpenter have a club option? Uh, after the end of the year? Or next year? Because I really can't see them paying, I mean, trading for another left-handed. But he's hitting. got reverse splits. That's That's the thing about Kyle Seager. It's true, but the way I think most organizations haven't caught up to that at this point. Um, yeah, I would give up Woodford for him. I, but, I I think I would too. Him or Rondon, and I think I think the Mariners would happily take that deal, especially if the Cardinals would be like we're paying the whole contract. Because at the end of the day, I I, don't, I think the Cardinals are going to be losing some or. Losing some money off the payroll this offseason, uh, with yeah. Cecil off the books and potentially Miller. Miller off the books, which I that'll be amazing if they get Miller off the books. But yeah, and Yadi Emerald won't be making twenty million yeah. next year. Yeah, there's there's no, there's zero way 
is zero way if the bullpen is shown to be as deep as it is at the keep Miller is zero yeah. way. I mean, they're either going to tr- – like, even if he does get the vesting option, I I bet you they would sh- either say d- – try to DFA Train him for a low level. Exactly, because yeah. some team out there is going to want Miller. I would say some bad team that wants, like, yeah. a low-risk, high-reward. But I'm pretty confident Miller won't be a Cardinal next year. And he is like, going to be mad. What? All right. Next. I'm gonna, if he is, I'm going to be mad. Yes. So I think our ideal trade would have to be Kyle Seager because the starting pitching is too weak, I think, on the market. Yeah, I would – I mean, I'm not looking for, like, a great starter. I would like a number two or three starter. Two or, number two is great. I mean, you're looking at Dylan Bundy or Merrill Kelly, really, at this point. Yeah. Bundy's going to be – would be expensive. Exactly. I don't know. If they're, I don't even know if they're willing to trade him. That's just a thought I've had. Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be kind of weird. What other topics do you guys want to talk about? Um, we could talk about Carlson. I course. think we should um, probably talk about Carlson. Because we oh, got yeah. Dylan Carlson fan on here. It's only right. We got, yeah. We got topic. So, uh, Peyton keeps saying that it's just the start. He needs a rest. He got his rest. He got his home run. Um, what do you think about this start from Carlson? Who wants to start? Like this week. Like, no, no, no. Who wants like, to yeah, start? Like, Should I start? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he started off really well. I think he got what, like three barrels in his first three games. It's really impressive. Um, he's hitting, yeah. Yeah, he's crushing the ball. Um, and then the double headers came, and I think he ran into kind of a wall. So we saw a stretch where he was chasing balls out of his zone. They're, they're pitching him like a superstar. I don't understand. They're not yeah. pitching him like a prospect. He's not seeing any fastballs. So it could be something mechanical. It could, like, the scouting report, or they just know he's a great hitter, and he's going to have to adjust. Once he adjusts, I, I think he had a slider today. That was a home run he crushed. So I think once he adjusts, we can see him going to tear. But um, it wasn't the – what he had, like the struggles, weren't much to worry about. You you weren't expecting them to be about Mike Trout or anything, um, or a superstar to come off the bat. Uh, oh, you were? Okay. No, <laughs> no, 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 not, not crazy. Oh. But he's only 21. He played eight games in six days. That's a lot. Like, especially for someone who's just starting. So... There are people overreacting, and I would just say, don't do that, and you'll see something soon, like yeah. today. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I would say with Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Oh, the one thing I'd say is like, uh, the minor leagues is a whole different ball game than the majors. I mean, p- pitchers in the minor leagues are going to attack him. They're not going to have as many art pitching arsenals as the majors. And I think, like, once he adjusted, I think he kind of is starting to adjust. Um, he's going to be a lot more of a dangerous hitter. So so um, something me and Peyton were talking about earlier before the, before the show, um, 
if you look at his home run today, the fact he was able – the ball – he was early on the pitch and he got out in front of it. And he was able to keep his hands uh, – keep his hands and the bat, like, just on the ball and barrel it out in front was amazing. It, just the way he was a pure hitter, the way he was able to barrel the bat – or barrel the ball, my bad. Um, it was impressive. And that's the kind of stuff that we're going to see out of Dylan. You know, he's not going to always just going to get a fastball right down the middle or up and in to just hit a home run for it. He's got to be able to adjust. And I think today was a big adjustment from what he's seeing. He saw a lot of breaking pitches this week. And, and the fact that his first home run was on a breaking pitch, to me, shows signs of improvement already. And um, he, I, saw, I saw in the Chicago series, at some point, pitchers started attacking him with change-ups outside of just breaking balls, because he was starting to hit the ball really well against breaking balls. He started throwing him change-ups. And um, that seems like the biggest issue is just how he's going to improve and, and hit change-ups, because um, that seems to be his biggest struggle. But I think he's going to adjust. He'll be fine. I just I, mean, I can't wait to see pitchers start throwing him fastballs, because that, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. In, in the past six years – no rookie, no, only one rookie has seen less fastballs than he has by percentage. And there's been no rookie that's seen more changeups by percentage than him. That's it's crazy. Truly, yeah, that's truly incredible. I don't understand why he's being pitched like, well, I can't understand, but it's just incredible how they're pitching him. It's, it might be a Cardinal thing because the Cardinals, the Cardinals don't see fastballs often, but you usually see prospects fed with fastballs like please pitch him like a prospect (laughs) i mean it's it's i I wonder what other how other teams view carlson i i what do you think how do you think they think of him they obviously think he's dangerous i mean i don't know i feel like more teams are starting to realize that these rookies can can rake i mean Mm. Yeah. They they've seen Cardinals rookies, and they they've seen Cardinals rookies perform well. I think seeing them have a top prospect scares them more. They also know he's a great hitter. Um, let me see something. I'm checking which prospects are see- getting the most pitches in the zone. They're tagging him in his zone for a rookie. Just the pitches he's getting. Yeah. Tons and tons of slide. I, I haven't seen a lot of curveballs be thrown at him. I've seen tons of sliders the, in and change-ups down. And fastballs the, on yeah. the inner half. They're pitching him on the corners. Yeah. Especially, like, uh, inside corner. In, uh, yeah, both inside corners. It's crazy. Like fastballs in. That's the only time he gets a fastball. Nothing out. I mean, they're, they're pitching him, I, I I, they're pitching him the him. right way, but. I, yeah. He's going to adjust. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a sophomore year thing. Yeah. No, for real. That, yeah. Except they tried to skip the freshman uh, breakout. Yeah, I we're gonna see something different. Can we talk about O'Neill now or Bader? Sure. Uh, it's, O'Neal. Okay. 
Um, okay, Tyler now hasn't been striking out a lot. That's even in his slump. It's positive. Yep, and when he does strike out, it's not a lot of outside of the zone stuff. I mean, I know this is eye test, and I don't like doing that, but since I don't have the numbers in front of me, from what I remember, most of the, his strikeouts right now are either the umps making bad calls as usual, like right outside the zone, or he's taking pitches. I mean, he's only striking out 18.5% of the time. That was 20.3. It's in today. But that's not something we've seen before. And his walk percentage coming into the day was 9.3%. So that's really impressive for someone who we saw strike out 35% of the time. I like it. Yeah, I've, what I've seen out of O'Neill is him being, like, too patient. Like, I feel like he's in his head where he's like, I want to get deep into account so badly that he's not being as aggressive as, like, I would want him to be. And I, I think that'll come at some point where he'll he'll just start recognizing when to be aggressive and when not to be aggressive. But I feel like he's so focused right now on being a pure hitter and being more of, like, an on-base guy. And then just letting his natural power do do its work. And, I mean, he does have three home runs. And, I mean, the majority of his hits have been, I think, extra base hits. But I think I think he has, out of all the outfielders, the most power potential. And that's no question. But I would love to see him just start being more aggressive. Like, more aggressive, but still recognizing the breaking balls and um, not to be chasing. But I think that his... approach will come. He's also getting his swing weird. Per- yeah, yes. His swing percentage is down 8% this year. Yeah. He's just not as aggressive as we've seen in the past. But that that is showing improvement, whether we like it or not. I think he's being more just selective. Well. I don't know if that's for the better or the worse, though. Because if he's, if he's being selective in terms of going for fastballs, that's a terrible strategy because that's, that's not what he's going to get. He's going to get a bunch of breaking balls. Yeah. If he's being selective in terms of what pitches, like where he swings at, that's good. I think that's what he's doing. I don't even know if he has to be selective because he has so much power that he could hit any pitch in the zone for a home run. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he really could. So he's I, also sh- what? Going. Gone. I'm I'm just thinking like I understand why he probably wants to be a little bit more patient, but he doesn't really need to be to be a good hitter. And I don't a know. Powerful hitter. Cause I I like this slump he's having more than yeah, the no, that's true. 0 for four. Yeah. Three strikeouts. Uh, 0 for four with four strikeouts. Yeah. But something weird I'm saying, he's struggling he's struggling against lefties. Uh, is a negative hitter against lefties. That's weird. So I wonder when uh, when Thomas gets back if he starts getting the plate appearances against left-handed hitters. Um, I would assume he does because you don't want Fowler doing that. And I think Fowler kind of sl- slots into more of a DH role now. Honestly. Well, no, no, against lefties. You just well, have Thomas DH. Because O'Neill is a great fielder. 
I think he's the second best field. Oh, he's been an amazing fielder this yeah. year. We have great options. That's we really do. Say. I'm glad that the decision is difficult instead of an easy take bitter out. One one last thing I think we should talk about Fernando Tatis facing facing oh, yeah. facing uh, baseball no doubt favorite player in baseball right now there's no one God he's so fun to watch it's amazing I love it that the Rangers yeah. were complaining after they I think they the beat Rangers the, the Rangers 30, suck 30. and they deserve to lose seven straight after doing that. I'm actually very happy yeah. they lost. I think they also like a while ago. I was I was high on the Rangers this year. Actually, the offense kind of sucks though. Their offense is their offense, their offense is, is actually worse than the Cardinals. How's Joey Gallo doing? Check in. He's doing good. Okay, that's good. That's good. Trade for him a couple <laughs> of years. Be a free agent. As long as Joey Gallo is doing well. I wonder what kind of money he'll get. Gonna be uh, well, because it's gonna be like Zach Wheeler, where like they haven't done a ton of performance, but you know they have the potential to. What do you mean by that? Like Zach Wheeler got a ton of money because he had the pitch repertoire and he had the pure stuff, and he had the tools to become like a legit number two, like he's getting paid or number one. And he was a number two. I think he had one off year. But like yeah. Joe, like what I'm saying is like they're gonna get more money for not their past uh, past performance, but their future performance, which we don't really see a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Wish some players could get paid earlier. Yeah, wish we could give Flaherty. I if they don't give Flaherty some real money this off season, I'm God. I'll be upset. Yeah. He's going to continue to get better. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. It kind of sucks because with all the doubleheaders now, we won't be able to see as many Flaherty starts as maybe we would have had. But, yep. you know. Speaking of that, Flaherty lands tomorrow. Can't wait. That'll be interesting. I wonder how far they'll what, – what kind of pitch count they'll look at for him. I'd say I'll around say 80. 80? Yeah. I think – I think – Five, six innings for me would look pretty good. It depends on his first two innings, I'd say. If it's high stress first two innings, which I hope it's not because it's Kansas City. Yeah. I'd say five five innings at most. I'm very happy. They might stretch him out seven. Yeah. I'm very happy they're going to be facing Kansas City tomorrow. Because Kansas City lineup, um, it's, it's definitely a struggling one. I can't wait, and then we get the we get, we get to the face the Indians. Pirates? We don't. We, no. we nah. Oh yeah, we get the Pirates. A doubleheader, a doubleheader Thursday against the Pirates. Then yeah. we'll get the Indians, and then we'll then we'll go to Cincinnati. Oh, that's I like I, the schedule now. The schedule is set up where our hardest part of the schedule will legit just be uh, early Beginning September. And so end of August and early September. Which is perfect because the last like two weeks is just should be a lot of wins. But I think the Cardinals are set up very nicely to be, be a second 
second place team, maybe even first place, depending on how much Chicago will struggle, because it's going to be kind of hard to gain three games. In, uh, it's two and a half, isn't it? It's two and a half, I think. Two and a half? Okay. It might be two and a half right now. It's three games. Oh, that's not – I mean – So, it's not bad, but I, I just – I wonder how Chicago – because when we played against Chicago, they did not look impressive at all. They didn't look like a first-place team. Their offense sucks. Now. Their offense is not good. Their pitching outside of Darvish and Hendricks is complete meh. And, and they're, Darv- they're Darvish really- is starting to regress too. Oh, no, no, I mean Hendricks. Darv- Hendricks is. Uh, Darvish has been. Darvish yeah, is Darvish having is. a very good year. He's probably winning the Cy Young. What did I tell you guys? What did I tell you guys? You said it. You said it. Whatever. I know. I know I did. No, actually, no. I'll take that back. Trevor Bowers winning the Cy Young. He's having. A crazy, that was the future Cardinal. If if Cincinnati has a rough week, do you th- I, they they better trade Bauer. They better trade Bauer if they have a bad week, because they could get a nice return. They really could. But they're gonna be dumb. And I think I think we should point out to every all the listeners. Me and Peyton told you. We told you so. We told you the Reds were overrated. We told you so. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. I said, did, I said they were in with division. Yeah, I'm sure they are. But it's. I just like take the central. All right. The red shock. <laughs> it hurts, but next time. No, next they're going to be taking. Are you? Red legs. The Reds are going to just get worse next year. They won't have balance. Yep. Okay. Next five years. When is Gray up? Gray's a season after suck. next season. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Luis Castillo does not look that great right now. I don't know. Did he not fix his walk rate? I don't know. I don't think so. He's getting smacked around. Ah. <sighs> uh, ready, yeah. ready to wrap it up? Yep. Thanks, right. boys, for coming. And, and female. Uh, and women. Coming, boys. I'm not trying to be sexy. Thank you. Bader MVP, by the way. Dylan, rookie of the year. Yep. Nope, I agree. Carlson. Um, and who, who's Cy Young? Dakota. Oh, wait, 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 before we go, before we go, before we go, can we talk about Dakota? Yeah. Hudson? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even upset. Dakota Hudson's been solid since the uh, first start. And I'm liking this. I like this Dakota Hudson. I do too. He's striking out more hitters. Yep. Limiting contact. I mean, yeah. the White Sox start. It's going to hit hard, but it's the White Sox. Yeah. And it's mostly ground balls. Okay, now we can go. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, thanks for tuning in. See you guys next week. Thank you. This has been Inside the Bird. This week. See y'all. Bye.